0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at yahoo.com. That's yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello. Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again, coming to you live from Romania. It just seems to be easier since I have the ability to. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Uh, So it's, uh, well, I have. 7.15 7:15 PM here in Romania. So if you're watching overseas, well, over here on this side of the of the world, uh, you'll be over here. You it's about 7:15. Most places, probably in England and other places like that, it's probably on about mm, it's about 6:15. I would say. So, um, but back in the states, though, uh, where my mom and dad are in New Jersey, I believe it's about a little afternoon, and it'll be. I guess it would be about 11.15. Yeah, it would be 11.15 there stateside in Mississippi where my wife, I think, is currently cutting hair. So probably not going to come in live, but let's see who else is coming in live. Um, this is going to be a what's on my mind. There's Sister Janet. Hello, Sister Janet. Welcome to you. <laughs> and uh, it's it's good to be here um, live Like I said, I have some produced videos. I'm going to try to uh, try to get out before I get off deployment, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, This seems to be a little bit easier to do just by streaming and my stream health. Everything seems to be going well. Hello, mom over there on YouTube. This is a good thing. Everything seems to be going well. I started my recorder, correct? Yes, I did. Let's see. Let's bump this down just a tad bit. Well, We can do that in post-production. But I want to go ahead and get started. Um, I talked to you about last time when I did that live update from Romania. Hey, brother Garrett, I know you're on your lunch break, so I know I know you can't watch for very long. But um, so last time I talked about it uh, that I was going to be wanting to put out of what's on my mind, talking about the resurrections, and uh, we're going to talk about the three resurrections that are found in in the uh, in the scriptures, and. Um, when we talk about them, I just want you to hear the scriptures and we'll, we're, it's going to be a lot of reading, but I don't want it to make it that long of a video, if that makes sense. Um, let's, let's try to get right into it. And I labeled this or I titled this, uh, the, you know, which resurrection will you go in? All right. So which resurrection is for you? So it is a gospel message um, and you'll see why here in a moment, but um, you know, a lot of things to talk about. Um but uh want to specifically focus in on the, the resurrection, the first resurrection we're going to talk about. It's not known as the first resurrection. It's called the resurrection of the dead. So if you would, please, let's get right into it. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to start in verse number 35. So it uh, this is a lot of reading, like I said, so let's let's keep up. Turn in your Bibles so you can watch, and if you uh, need to pause it, you can go ahead and pause it. Let's make sure everything is going well here. Yep. Okay. All right, get right into it. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 35. The Bible says here, But some man will say, How are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Hmm, that's a fascinating way to put it, but let's keep going. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except to die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not. That body shall, that shall be, but bear grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it is pleased him and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beast, another of fishes and another of birds. Now we just talked about this uh, several months ago when I was going through the last part of first Corinthians here in that study. But uh, you notice there's a clear distinction between A bird's body, a beast's body, other bodies besides humans. Man's body, flesh is not the same. There is one kind of flesh of men. Remember from the beginning, Genesis 1 and verse number 26, male and female created he them in his image. Three, body, soul, and spirit. And we see this again that this is a specific type of flesh. Not all flesh is the same. There's only one flesh of men. Now, verse number 40, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Okay, so we see the celestial and the terrestrial. Terrestrial has to do with terra, earth, uh, the the ground here, the the uh, what we're in, the body of now. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. I want you to focus in on that the resurrection of the dead. Which dead are these? Now, if you read in context, Paul is talking to the church at Corinth about how they were concerned and people were pushing against the resurrection of the dead as being a false religion. And Paul says, no, you. there is a resurrection of the dead. It is coming. The resurrection of those in Christ. So notice this in verse number 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. This is the first resurrection we're going to talk about. Numerically speaking, this is the first Um, not only numerically, but also chronologically, but not in title. We're going to get to that in a moment about what's actually titled the first resurrection. Okay, but first numerically, first chronologically in the timeline, so to speak, is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. Remember, this flesh is the natural man. It hasn't been redeemed yet. Your soul and spirit has. There's still your natural body. That's why Paul says the flesh, that's where the sin takes place. Okay? There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Hmm. And so it is written. Look at what it talks about. Remember, we just talked about Genesis 1, verses 26, and also in Genesis 2 and verse 7. But it says, as so is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. God breathed into him made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. He, whom you have quickened, he hath quickened us. I believe that's in Ephesians. The quickening spirit that is Jesus Christ. This is the last Adam. Howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. So, you're, this is the body you're born in, but it's going to be changed in a moment, twinkling in an eye. We're going to look at that in just a moment as well. But look at the uh, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of the is the Lord from heaven, as is the earthy. Such are they also that are earthy, and as it is, excuse me, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image. We are created in the image of him, the image of the earthy. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. He is perfect body, soul, and spirit. He is. <laughs> we will once again have that perfect body, soul, and spirit. This resurrection of the dead in Christ is going to happen. This is a blessed hope. This is what we're awaiting on. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. This is why sometimes people call this the mystery rapture, you know, the, the mystery resurrection. Okay, I can see that. He's showing a mystery, but it's being revealed. Okay, it's no longer like a, a strange thing to us. It's not like a something we have to solve. The Bible tells us expressly this. This mystery here is revealed. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now, wait a minute. We've already been made a new creature in Christ, so what's going to change? The body is going to put on incorruption. This earthy body is going to put on the heavenly body. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Who are these dead? Paul is telling these people at Corinth, these dead are the ones that are dead in Christ. They're in the ground. They received his gospel. In other places, he talks about that. This gospel that Paul brought, they are dead in Christ. They're buried, and they're fretting in Corinth. They're fretting in Thessalonica. But he says, don't worry about it. Don't fret. Do not be concerned with this. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. Dead in Christ is going to rise first, as he says in Thessalonians. Uh, Raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We we which are alive and remain. We'll get to that and as we get over the first Thessalonians. But the point is, is that we will also be changed. Because this body cannot see, it cannot be in the presence of God. He has to change us. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. We at that moment, the dead in Christ, those in Christ, there's no more death for us. Now ask yourself one question. Will there still be death on this earth? Have death and hell been cast into the lake of fire yet? No. Will there still be millions upon millions of people that die? Yes. Who gets to say this? The dead in Christ. And we which are alive and remain. Look what it says again. Oh, death. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. Through that faith in him, he has placed us in his body, and we have him in us, so that down payment has been made, so we are here as the church, the body of Christ. We're here. Those that die, like we just had a, um, a New Testament church at Hagerstown, we had a brother in Christ died. He passed away suddenly. That body goes into the ground. But we are not to say, well, well, that's it. He, he missed the resurrection or he missed the rapture. He, no, that corruptible body that went there into the grave will put on incorruption. The dead in Christ, Will rise first. Dead shall be raised incorruptible, but thanks be to God, would give us us the victory. Verse fifty seven through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, because of this knowledge, be strong, steadfast. Don't move, don't be shaken, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labors not in vain, in the Lord. Now turn over to First Thessalonians. We are at look at a few more verses. First Thessalonians, just showing that this is a different resurrection than the other two that we're about to show you. The resurrection of the dead in Christ. Turn over to First Thessalonians chapter four and verse number 13. I'm trying to go as quickly as I can because I want, I know a lot of you maybe have heard this before, but a lot of times I hear people conflate or get this a couple of these resurrections interwoven with each other. They are separate resurrections. okay, We're going to show that, okay? So just hold on, stick with me. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13. The Bible says here we're going to read down onto uh, chapter five and verse number 11. So here again, a little bit of reading. First Thessalonians, excuse me, First Thessalonians chapter four and verse number 13. It says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Remember, he's talking to brethren here. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Bring with him when? You'll find out. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now this coming of the Lord, if this is at the end of the tribulational period, we, this the, we got a lot of problems going on. There's a lot of contradictions happening. There's no contradictions here. This is before the time of Jacob's trouble, as we'll see in 2 Thessalonians, but keep, keep reading here. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead... In Christ shall rise first, just like he talked about in First Corinthians fifteen. This is the resurrection of the dead. Might as well put the title of it. The uh, uh, okay, if we're gonna make the distinctions, the first distinctive, the first distinction, the first, in numerically speaking, resurrection is this resurrection of the dead in Christ. It says, uh, "The trumpet of the dead, and Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with him, or excuse me, with them in the clouds. In the clouds, remember that, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words, boys. Isn't that a comforting thing to talk about? Let's keep reading." But of the times and the, the seasons, brethren, ye have no need. I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord—I've talked about this before. There's three day of the Lords. Okay, keep on. For uh, day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, and travail as travail upon a woman, with child. And they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You don't have to worry about that day. Ye are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. This period is not meant for us. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. This means while you are here, occupy till he comes and catches us up. Until the resurrection of the dead in Christ happens, and we which are alive and remain are caught up, until that happens, occupy till he comes. Be watchful, be sober, not looking for... The Antichrist. Oh man, this guy's the Antichrist. This guy could be the be about his business, not the <laughs> the Antichrist. And we'll get to that just one moment, one more moment. For they that sleep in the night, and they that be drunk are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, or by grace, through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Okay, so think about this. And I I mentioned this to the small Bible study. I've been doing uh, the book of Romans while we were here in Romania. I just thought it was fitting. Um, But as we were going through that, I I came up to this verse, and I was telling them, I said, hey, listen. We aren't appointed to wrath. Ask yourself the question, why? Why are we not appointed to wrath? Why are we not appointed for this time where he pours out his judgment, he opens the first seal, he pours his wrath upon this earth? Why are we not subject to any of that? Because the wrath was laid upon him at the cross. He's not going to subject his body, the body of Christ, who we clearly are, to second wrath. Why? There's no need for it. Our debt has been paid. The wrath was poured out on him at the cross. There's no need for us to suffer wrath anymore. He suffered wrath for us. We were crucified with Christ. Therefore, we live. Nevertheless, we live. That is our hope of salvation. That is why we're not appointed to wrath. Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, this is why it's still talking about this one, this resurrection of the dead in Christ, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. That's the purpose of the church. It really is. We're to be ambassadors, of course. But when we come together, that is a purpose of coming together in unity, to edify each other, to strengthen us, to edify, which means an edifice, a building, to strengthen the building. Hey, our foundation is Christ. We are one in Christ. We are his body. He is in us. Let's encourage each other. Let's edify each other with those words, and that's what Paul is wanting them to do. Now, one last passage of Scripture talking about the resurrection of the dead in Christ. Just one book over, Second Thessalonians, chapter two, and verse number one, and verse down to verse on to verse twelve. Second Thessalonians, chapter two, one uh, verses one down through uh, verse twelve. Now we beseech you, brethren. Here it comes again by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, the gathering of the body, catching up, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand, day of the Lord, day of Christ. There's three of them. This is the first one. Let no man deceive you. By any means, for the day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Now, people get wrapped around it, see? Falling away, okay? We're going to be going through that time of Jacob's trouble, and people are going to be falling away, left and right. Boy, no, this happens before. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Oh, see, I got you there, Brother Mike. That means we'll see the Antichrist. We see the Antichrist every day, folks. He's with us. And always has been the spirit of the Antichrist, Spirit of Antichrist has always been with us since the beginning. The Bible says that expressly as well but keep reading who opposeth opposeth excuse me and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God, he makes himself out to be God, sitteth in the temple of God. Now ask yourself one simple question which temple ye are you are the body of Christ. Can the Antichrist ever sit in you and claim to be God? Not room for him. That's not his temple. He will, this Antichrist will sit in a physical temple that they will build. We won't be here. Keep reading. Showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. You know, see 1 Thessalonians, his first letter, and see the times that he went to Thessalonica and told them these things. And now ye know that what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time? What's holding him back? What's stopping him, preventing him? For the mystery of iniquity iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until. He's withholding, withholding, withholding the spirit of God that's within us. The church of the living God the pillar and ground of truth is literally withholding this by his spirit. We aren't holding them back. We're just the mortal shell that will put on incorruption. You know, we're immortality. The body of Christ is withholding, holding this back until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. We're going to talk about that real quick here in a moment. When this happens, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, They had rather have that pleasure and sin for a season. A season is about seven years. But he's pouring his wrath out. It's going to be a horrific time. But we folks, Church of the Living God, we will not be here. Not subject to that wrath. Because we go in the first, numerically speaking, we go in the resurrection of the dead in Christ. I pray that that is you. I pray that you have come to the end of your own righteousness and trusted in his righteousness. I pray that you're going to be one of these ones that we're going to see here in a, in a few minutes that are clothed in his righteousness, fine linen. I pray that's you. I pray that's you. If that hasn't, come, if, if that hasn't happened in your life, I pray that happens today. I pray that happens today. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the wrath that was poured out upon him, the blood that was shed for the remission of sins is a free gift of salvation. Come to the end of yourself, repent of your sins. Well, I can't remember them all. You don't have to, (laughs) You you can't clean yourself up enough. To be worthy of this righteousness, you have to come to the end of your own self-righteousness and cry out to a holy, righteous God and say, God, I can't save myself. Help me. Save me. I know who you are. I know that you came in flesh. That you were Jesus Christ born of a virgin, all these different kinds of things. Boy, these things are hard to be understood. Just know that God manifest in flesh, Jesus Christ came, humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, as it says in Philippians 2, even the death of the cross where he took your sins and mine upon him. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And because of that shedding of blood, perfect blood, there's remission, removal, obliteration of your sins in him. All right. So let's look at something. Let's look at the first resurrection. Now, you might say, well, Brother Mike, we just got done talking about the first resurrection. Didn't we just talk about the first resurrection? I know. I mean, isn't that when we talked about it just now? Remember, I said numerically. Look at Revelation chapter 19, and we're going to read all of Revelation chapter 19, verse number one, because I want to get some context here. And I need to hurry this up just a tad bit. All right, keep going. Revelation chapter 19 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And after these things I heard a great voice and much people in heaven saying Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. I want you to notice some of the sayings that these people say. I want you to notice their language. The type of things that they say compared to some other folks we're going to look at in a moment. For true and righteousness are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore who did commit which did com- excuse me, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hands. Now, this is not the body of Christ asking for vengeance, because we don't ask for vengeance. We are talking here, this is talking about us, we're talking here, but we are talking about those souls under the altar. And I'll get to that momentarily because we're coming up to this first resurrection but it says the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand remember who is the great whore who is the uh the antichrist and all them killing during this time these saints these uh time of Jacob trouble saints at her hand and again they said hallelujah and her smoke rose up forever and ever and the four and twenty elders. Now, if you look at my millennial reign series, you'll see that there's a difference between the you know those that say, "Thou hast made us priests and kings," and the twenty four elders. Okay. Anyways, the and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, "Amen, Hallelujah." And a voice came out of the throne saying, "Praise our God." Excuse me, where did that come from? And a voice came out of his throne. Souls under the altar, I believe, saying, "Praise our God, and ye, his and all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great." And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, "Alleluia! For the Lord God Omnipotent reigneth." Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. I'm talking about his wife. These are different people talking here. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I, this is John speaking here, fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant. And of the brethren that have testified, have the testimony of Jesus, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had the name written that no man knew but himself, he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in the in blood. And his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen. Here we are, folks, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that which he with it, he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth. Notice he doesn't say those that come with him are ruling. Just him shall rule with it a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that set on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great, and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Let's see how this goes. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which with which he deceived them that have received the mark of the beast, and them that worship his image, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, with sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Wow, what a fantastic thing. What's going on here? This is the great day of the Lord coming here. This is the second one, and there's going to be a judgment happening here. Not only does he kill all these people, I mean, there's blood everywhere. He destroys them with the sword that proceeded out of his mouth. Just by speaking, they're gone. And then there's going to be a judgment, the judgment of the sheep and goats. Now again, you can go watch the Millennial Reign series uh, for a little bit more detail. We're just kind of perusing through this. We're getting to the first resurrection, though. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. This is Revelation 20 and verse number one, if you're following along. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, very specific, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. And set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. This is a different group, folks. Look what it says. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Wait a minute, not bodies, not people? No, these are the souls under the altar. They're getting resurrected here in one moment. So the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived, they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. That's everybody else. This right here. It's like, hmm, what label do we put on it? The Bible gives it to us. This is the first resurrection. This happening right now, when you see the souls that were under the altar get reunited with their bodies, perfect bodies, they rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. I also believe that these are Old Testament saints. That's for another topic for a different time. I believe I addressed that quite a bit in the Millennial Reign series. Go see that. The point is, this is a different group of people getting resurrected. And called the first resurrection. I don't think, I don't think that uh, you are part of this because you're a part of a different group. If you're in the body of Christ now, and you haven't endured all these seven years of of wrath being poured on this earth, this is you. Excuse me, this is not you, this is another group of people. And this other group of people are those that are mentioned right here in these verses that are going to reign upon these thrones. And look what it says here in verse number six, and this is um, where we'll wrap it up here. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power. So those that make it through alive, there's 144,000 Jewish virgin males from 12,000 from the 12 tribes. We have all these people, very small remnant comparatively speaking, that make it through alive, they're in their. They get made natural. Those natural bodies be made um, better than that. It gets back to um, the time of, I guess you would say, Adam and Eve. They they and after the flood, or excuse me, before the flood, these bodies live a very long time. They might have been thirty something years old, and they 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 survive through all this. They endure to the end. They get. rewards, they reign, rule and reign, all these souls that were under the altar, and all these uh, Old Testament saints are resurrected and given glorified bodies, they won't see the second death, none of this stuff will happen. And and it says here, second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Really quick, Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 10. I want to show you something, because I used to think that this was us, and when I saw that, when it says priest of God, Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 10. These are the, the tongues, the people, and the nations back when there used to be nations. This is not talking about us. Anyways, I, I really want to go more into that, but I'm not uh, for time's sake. But it says kindred and tongue and people and nation and hath made, made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. This is a different group of people. I used to think that this was the church talking about we're going to be priests and kings in the millennial reign. It can't do it anymore because this same group is now standing right here ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years as priests. What do we need priests for? You need priests to serve in the millennial kingdom temple. Look at Ezekiel. Again, I wish I could go further into this, but I did cover it quite a bit in the millennial reign series please go check that out. All right. One last uh well one last one thing to talk about in this first resurrection. Apologize that and get some water. Matthew chapter 25. There's a judgment that takes place after the resurrection of the dead in Christ. I forgot to mention that earlier. Where we get rewards in the body. Wood hay and stubble or gone gold silver and precious stones we're not judged for our sins not for all this stuff but what we've done in our body for Christ in his body gold silver precious stones we cast it back at his feet then there's a marriage supper that takes place and then we come back with him on horses and I believe go back but uh, again see the millennial reign series but there's also a judgment that takes place in between this time right before the millennial reign starts And that happens in Matthew chapter 25. There's a judgment. After every resurrection, there's a judgment. Three resurrections, three judgments. Uh, Where am I going here? Matthew chapter 25. I'm sorry, I lost my place. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 31. I hope this is making sense to you timeline-wise because this is very... You let the word just speak for itself. It just, it it explains it. Revelation, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 25, verse number 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, that's us, messengers, the ambassadors of Christ, his body, they're clothed in fine linen, that's us, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. This is King David's throne there in Jerusalem, in Zion, and sets up his millennial reign his earthly throne that it was promised and before him shall be gathered all nations uh oh this is because there's nations once again and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats i spoke about this in the in the series as well and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left then shall the king say unto them on his right hand come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom uh, the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's when they go into New Jerusalem, right? It comes down out of the sky, and then they they inherit it, right? Nope. They get the earth. That is the kingdom that they're talking about here. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying... Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed their, uh, thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When we saw thee a stranger, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the kings shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Here's the judgment again. So they get judged. These sheep get judged and they get millennial reign rewards where they get to rule and reign with him for a thousand years in his kingdom. It's pretty simple, right? Let's look at the other group and see what happens to them. Then shall he all say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting. Everlasting means it had a beginning. Remember that you have everlasting life because of him that has changed you. You had a beginning. He has gives you also eternal life because he is in you. You notice how that works? Eternal means there's eternity past and eternity future. There's no beginning, no end. That's him in you. That's Christ in you. That's why it's called eternal life. Everlasting, the word everlasting means it has a beginning and it goes on forever. It has no end. That's everlasting. This is the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And the reason why it's everlasting, it never ceases. That's because we'll see in this third judgment after the second resurrection, death and hell. This is hell he's talking about here. Death and hell. The entirety of it is cast into the lake of fire. It doesn't cease to exist. It just gets cast into the lake of fire. Fascinating. It has a beginning. He created uh, the hell for the devil and his angels. He created those things for them. So it had a beginning. Hmm. For I was a and you gave me no meat. Verse number 42. Sorry, back in Matthew 25. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. So he goes through here and just tells them basically the same thing. They did the inverse. Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not unto one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting, there's that word again, punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. How can we have eternal life? It's because of who gives them eternal life in them, his spirit, his water. There's so many different things I want to bring up about that. But for time's sake, just know that this is a different group that gets judged and the rewards are given to them here on this earth. That's not you. Okay, So I want to make that clear distinction. There's the resurrection of the dead in Christ. We get judged. There's rewards. Those are cast back at his feet. He doesn't give us mansion on a thousand hills. He gives us New Jerusalem, where he will rule and reign forever. He rules and reigns for a thousand years on this earth before he makes it new and we're going to see what happens right before that happens. Okay. So go to revelation chapter 20. We're going to wrap this up revelation chapter 20 and verse number 11, revelation chapter 20 and verse number 11 is known as the second resurrection. Okay. Now it doesn't specifically come out and say, this is the second resurrection, but I, I think it's okay to label this as the second resurrection. Once again, there's the resurrection of the dead in Christ The first resurrection, as the Bible calls it here in uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse number 5. And then in Revelation chapter 20, in verse number 11, here's the second uh, resurrection. This is going to be the rough one. This is really bad. The The judgment of sheep and goats, that's bad, of course. But this is the culmination. This is the end. Revelation chapter twenty and verse number eleven, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The dead rose; they're giving a, they're given a body. By the way, a body that's not going to be able to perish in a flame; it will for eternity burn. Whew. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead. Now, why are they all dead? It's because Gog and Magog, everybody that's against God at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, comes against them, and he destroys them. They're all dead. He casts Satan into the lake of fire. Every single person that is anti-God, that has gone against God for all of time, is here at this judgment. These weren't saints that were souls under the altar that were brought out of paradise, waiting for that resurrection, which is the first resurrection. These are not saints that were beheaded or didn't worship the beast in the seven year period. They were already given their their bodies, their new bodies, so to speak, the ones that will never die, never perish. These dead, the second resurrection, are not blessed remember the first resurrection blessed are they and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection but the second resurrection it says here which is the book excuse me and I saw the dead so small and great stand before God and the books were opened this is verse number 12 of Revelation 20 stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened books the book of life is opened and then the books The books are open. That's what you get judged out of. The word of God, the law, is the schoolmaster to bring you to Christ. If you don't come to Christ, if you say, hey, I want to be judged in my own righteousness, you will be judged in your own righteousness, and it's going to be compared to his word. They're going to look first. They're going to look in the Lamb's book of life. Nope, they weren't there. It says here, which is the book of life. Another book was opened. See, the books were opened. That's the Bible. I believe it's the word of God. And another book was opened, That's, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. You want to be held to your own righteousness? You want to be judged by your works? This is your judgment. And if you have broken one of these things in this at all, one thing, which we all have because we're all born in sin, and you're judge guilty. there's no fast talking, there's no slick lawyer that's going to get you out of this. This is why this is such a fearful and 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 thing that is not to be looked forward to this second resurrection and the sea gave up their dead excuse, excuse me and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. There it is again. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The second resurrection leads to the second death. Folks, I want to talk to you as we finish this up. Which resurrection will you take part of? If you're in the body of Christ, if you've been born again, he's made you a new creature in him, and you're waiting on that blessed hope, if that is you, you're waiting for that resurrection of the dead in Christ. Or if you're me, I I think everybody says this. It's kind of cliche a little bit, but I'd rather go as the we which are alive and remain. I don't want to see death. I'll be perfectly honest with you. But the older I get and the longer he tarries... Well, yeah, you know, that may happen, but I'm not to fret about that because the dead in Christ are going to rise first. You get kind of like a momentary sneak peek. <laughs> that's your, re- that's one of your first rewards. You get to go first and we, which are alive and remain shall be caught up. This is the resurrection of the dead in Christ, the de- resurrection of the dead in Christ. Also the resurrection, if you want to, we, which are alive and remain resurrection of his body the second fruits, I pray that's you, if you think, here's a little bit of uh, instruction in righteousness, if you think that you are part of the first resurrection, and you're entitled to millennial reign uh, uh, rewards, and so forth and so on, okay, but you need to show me that biblically, because it's not in there, that's not you. If you're, if you're born again in Christ, I pray that you get into your word and you rightly divide and see that that is not you. But if you want to believe that, that's fine. You're still in the body of Christ. You'll find out <laughs> that, that that period is not meant for you. If you think that you're going to go into the time of Jacob's trouble and you think that I'll wait to see these great signs and wonders and things happening and then I'll receive Christ, that as it doesn't work that way. Biblically speaking, it does not work that way. So this first resurrection is for the Old Testament saints and the saints that are killed for the cause of Christ. Don't worship the beast. Don't take his Im- uh, the, the number in their forehead and worship his image. They get to take part in that first resurrection. By the way, prophetically speaking, I talk about this Millennial Reign series. Prophetically speaking, that's everyone that preached the kingdom gospel, including the disciples. They have to because they're promised uh to rule and reign with them. And look at look at the uh gospels for that. Okay. So the Great Commission and everything like that. Uh, just folks, just really think about that. They they were preaching a different gospel. Same subject matter. I always get people with that. They're like, oh, you're saying there's two gospels? It, Just wait. There's gospel of the circumcision and gospel of the uncircumcision. That's going to be another study coming out real soon. The point is is that's the first resurrection. But folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this or you're seeing this and you've made it all the way through this entire teaching or if you're in the body of Christ, go warn people that the second resurrection is going to come for all those that do not accept Christ. So, I hope this has helped you. This is talking about the three resurrections. Which one will you go in? This is, and that's it. This is uh, all I got. <laughs> and um, I, I would take time for, normally I don't on what's on my mind. I normally don't uh, go live on what's on my mind. I think I did it one other time. But um, I see uh, there's my my brother there, Jason. Enjoyed the message, and great to have you back. i all thanks, brother. Almost done with this deployment, and I'll be joining you in retirement fairly soon. Uh, Let's see. Sister Janet says, uh, Sister Janet says, Thank you, Brother Mike. Great to hear and see you. Thanks for getting the gospel out of you. Okay. Praise the Lord. All praise, honor, and glory to him, sister. Thank you so much for the encouragement. Brother Garrett says, uh Hebrews 10 37, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Yes. I should not have said as long as he tarries. I I, I knew as soon as I said that, I was like, something's not off something's off on that. But um <laughs> and he says, just picking on you. Yes? Okay. That's fine. Uh let's see. Let's go back through some other things. Uh, brother Dan got on here real quick. Brother Ken. Brother Ken, nice to see you over here on Facebook. Normally see you on YouTube. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Uh, Brother Garrett says, I love how it says in verse 13 and 14, which I believe is in 2 Thessalonians. Yes. Earlier he says, we're not appointed to wrath. And here in verse 13 and 14, he says, God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he has called you by our gospel to the obtaining of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, not obtaining wrath. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Okay, well, I'm coming up on close to an hour, and normally, oh, I will do. Brother Jason, he says, uh, let me know if I have any questions. I'm sure I can reach out if if need be, and uh, I appreciate you uh, offering. And uh, we'll see that happening pretty soon. But um, like I said, normally I don't go this long. Normally I don't um, take live uh, questions and stuff on what's on my mind series. But um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it pushes you to his word. And I hope that um, you'll study to show thyself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Understand the three resurrections. Understand which one you're going to take part in. And I hope I made it clear from the word of God tonight. Well, tonight for me <laughs> anyways, uh, God bless you. if you watch this later on, please drop a comment down in the section please like, subscribe, do all those kinds of things. help get the word out share this if uh share it with your lost friends, share it with um you know on Facebook or uh YouTube or you know send it in a link to somebody or something and uh if you're listening on the um uh on the podcast on the audio version, if you're listening to the audio version. Uh, please share that, like that as well. Um, help get the word of God out um, by just sharing a link. It's, it takes literally no time at all, and also it takes no time at all to hit that like button and also subscribe and uh, hit the notification uh, ways so you know when I go live or when a new video post, okay? Well, I love you. Thank you for joining me if you join me live, and if you join me later on, thank you for joining me in the um, lovely country of Romania. So buona sera. Uh, Good night to you, and um, I'll see you later on, Lord willing, in another study. God bless.